Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. We are so excited to be here today to talk to you about some stuff that just honestly happens to be going on in our own practices. And we know that similar stuff has been going on in other coaches' practices lately. And it's just, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. And we want to, we want to expose the elephant and talk about what are we feeling about it and maybe a little bit about what we can do in order to fix it. So Cody, as always, is going to be here and he's going to help share his story as well. We're just going to converse about this little topic and, and let's see where it goes. Hi, Cody. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you. I'm still traveling because I have horrible internet issues. So I keep going from like house to house to try to record these. So, you know, if you guys keep seeing new backgrounds in the back, that's that's why. So pray for me that my internet gets better so I can be back in my own studio. That would be fantastic. Outside of that, I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Good. Yeah. So, you know, this one, uh, this episode um, is going to be a little bit more vulnerable, I guess you could say. Um, but I think that that's actually very important because, you know, I I think it's important to realize that like, we're just, we're just two regular coaches, Yep. you know, like, yes, we have a podcast, but by no means are we like, you know, the like best coaches out there or have all of the things figured out or like, don't have any struggles because we do, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And I think that it's important for us to talk about those for our listeners because it's very possible and, and honestly, most likely, it's very likely that uh, a lot of people are struggling with some of the same things that we are. And, um, you know, it's just good to hear, you know, it's good to yeah. hear that you're not alone in that. And also maybe talk about some possible solutions or ways of dealing with those things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the thing that I've been kind of struggling with lately is that I've been kind of going through like this roller coaster of emotions and traction and all these different types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, as of lately, my business has been doing really great. Um, it's been, you know, it's, it's at the, the point, it's at the biggest point that it ever has been uh, since I started the business. Um, and with that being said, I have uh, recently had like a lot of consultations. Um, I think I had like, I don't know, like 13 or 15, something like that in like a two week period. And I felt awesome. You know, I was having a lot of conversations. Things went really, really well. You know, I didn't land every single one of them, but there was a majority of them that I ended up, you know, uh, having them say that they wanted to move forward. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling really good. Like I was like doing all this, like dreaming and forecasting. I was like, man, like this is awesome because like, not only am I going to be able to help all of these people, but also it's going to be really good for my family and like all of these different things. Um, And then some time passed and there was a handful of those people that said that they wanted to move forward that ended up moving forward as planned. Mm -hmm. But then there was also a handful of people that ended up having to back out Mm -hmm. for various reasons. You know, maybe their car broke down or they got into an accident or they had some personal things come up. And I put, and I put air quotes on those, <laughs> um, you know, which could be true, could just be 
that, you know, they're just not ready. And then I yeah. even have one person just say that they were afraid. Um, what did they say they were afraid of? You know, dealing. What's that? What did they say they were afraid of? She was just afraid because she's never done anything like this before. And she was like, you know, I'm trying to like get my own place. And, you know, I have these two kids that I'm taking care of on my own. And, you know, just thinking about investing into coaching is very stressful for me. And I, I hopped on the phone with her and I like talked her through it, you know, everything like that for like 30 minutes. And, you know, she said that she finally said that she was afraid. She danced around the the topic quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. And I finally like worked it out of her. And I even, and I was like, we'll see right there. Right there is like what, the, you know, coaching is about. And I also gave her like a different like idea to handle the, the whole moving situation so that she'd have some more funds to, uh, to make it more accessible for her and feel like she has something to fall back on. Um, and I was like right there too, Mm. you know? And and I was like, I was like, I understand that it's a little bit scary to make that leap of faith, but it's also very scary to continue living the way that you have been, you know? And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, she ended up not moving forward which is okay. Mm-hmm. But at the, but at the end of the day, it still, it still took a toll on me, you know, because, and I think that it really took a toll on me mostly because I just want to like, I just want to help this person, you know? Um, and that's one side of it. But then the also side of it's my family too. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm providing for my family and you know, that I'm not like going through these roller coasters and stuff like that. Um, but you know, the, the, at the end of the day, I had a lot of things moving in the right direction and that I had a lot of backpedaling. Um, and it was very exhausting and, uh, you know, we're just going to talk about that and see about some solutions with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One of the first things that comes to mind as you're talking about that client in, in particular, Cody, is the stages of change that I know we referenced several weeks ago. And the reason that that comes to mind is because, what you just experienced with somebody who was probably in contemplation. So she was in contemplation. And when you were presenting whatever it was that you presented to her, when she said, yes, she was in a spot where she, she really thought, yes, this is, this is something that I want to do. I'm capable of doing it. Um, you know, I'm going to be able to find a way to make it work. And then when she had some time to think about it and let her own voice talk herself out of it, because she was more in contemplation versus preparation, it was a lot easier for her to say, okay, never mind. I really don't think that I'm ready for that. And so what you did was help to help her to solidify that she's there. And I don't think that you've lost her forever. I mean, maybe you have, but I don't think that you have. And, and I think one of the things that you can do between now and whenever she says yes is to actually stay in contact with her, uh, whether it's providing her some valuable information or, you know, just if you see an article that reminds you of her, remember with contemplation, people, they really need to be reminded that the way that they're heading is not in their best interest. 
And so if you're able to help them see that difference, that discrepancy, if you remember that word, between where they are and where they want to be, then that's going to be one of those things that helps bump them into preparation. And that's when she's most likely to hire you. So I just wanted to make sure that you realize that what you did with her was actually very, very smart. And if you can continue to do that and see it in the vein of, you know, these stages of change, it's going to it's going to help you realize that it's way more about her and where she is than it is about you and the value that you provided or thought you didn't provide or, you know, the, the tactics that you used or didn't use. And, and that, so I just want to make sure that you see that and that our listeners hear that as well, that it's just, it provides a good perspective for us. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. It's, it's something that I, I am aware of. Um, but at the same time, I will say it's very easy to have things like this happen to you mm-hmm. and try and put it all back on you. Yes. Right. Like, yep what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my processes? Mm-hmm. Am I good enough for this? Is Should I even be doing this? Right. You know, like, should I go get a job instead? Or, or should I be doing something else? Like, you know, like, there's all of those thoughts that kind of come to you. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like, that happened to me. You mm-hmm. know, like, there was like a moment in time to where I was like, man, it would just be easier if I just went to work at Home Depot. Because like my buddy, my buddy is a, a higher up at Home Depot and he's like, man, if you ever need a job, I got you. And you know, you can do it. You can be a manager and like, you know, starting salary is this. And you know, that, that thing is just kind of in the back of my head. And I'm just like, but I would, I would be miserable doing Mm. that. Um, it'd be easy, you know, quote unquote easy, right? but I would be miserable. And, and I'm like, you know, as soon as that thought creeped into my head, I'm just like, no, stop it. Shut up, Cody. You're dumb. <laughs> like, I <laughs> you love know? that that was your head that's reaction. That's how I talk to myself, you know, that's fine. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that's so important. Yeah. You are such an yeah. asset um, to this to this industry that I'm really, really glad that when your mind told you that, that you were able to shut it up real quick and say, nope, this is, I'm going to go ahead and, and still do this. But you know what? Sometimes people mm-hmm. aren't that ready to say that, right? They do, they actually sit there and revel in some of that self-doubt. And I've known of, co- of coaches who actually say, you know, like you said, should I even be doing this anymore? And then Instead of saying they quit, they just stop doing it, right? So they say, I'm still in business and mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop, but then they stop doing the things that were getting them the success in the first place. And then it's easy to go, well, see, nothing happened. And so it's just a sign that I don't belong here and yada, yada, yada. So they actually take, they, they try to make their decisions look like consequences, you know, like to look at, like not consequences, excuse me, to look like circumstances. And they say, well... The, the universe has told me that I don't need to do this anymore. It's like, no, no. It's like you stopped doing what you were doing and that's why you're not getting what you were getting before. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know that there's a lot of coaches who have gotten to that point to where those, those thoughts creep into their head, whether it be because they, you know, uh, missed out on potential clients or, you know, maybe a client hops out prematurely. Yeah. Um, or whatever it might be, or they're having a hard time even getting clients or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I know that that happens quite a bit. And, you know, if there's anything that you can do to like intentionally put yourself in uncomfortable situations 
so that you have that like tenacity and just that grit of like, okay, like even though it's tough, I'm going to push through it. I think that you should, because that's something that is a really valuable asset to you. Um, I've talked about this before, but you know, I've, I've done this program, 75 hard, live hard. Mm -hmm. Um, look it up, you know, it's super intense. And there has been several, several times to where I'm out and it's two degrees and I'm out there <laughs> running or biking or doing whatever it is. And I desperately do not want to be out there. And like my snot and sweat <laughs> is just freezing to my, to my beard. Do you know, you know, like, I bet, you know, like instantly dumb and dumber. Do you remember the movie dumb and dumber? I mean, maybe it's because, yes. okay. Yes. That's yeah. instantly what came to my mind when you said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, that program, it's, it's a very zero compromise thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have to push through it. And I, I'll be honest with you, like I have taken those lessons and those skills that I've built from that and I've applied it to this coaching business. And mm -hmm. that's why like, yes, I still have those thoughts from time to time, but I'm able to shake them off so quickly because of that. So yeah. if it, you, I'm not saying that you have to do this program, if you want to, great. But if you can find something else that like pushes you, you know, like it's going to serve you. Um, and it, yeah. So, I mean, with, with that being said though, I do want to, um, kind of go in a different direction with this because with my issue that I've been having recently, mm -hmm. um, it's taken a really big toll on my mental and emotional health. Um, even my wife has noticed me be kind of like slumpy around mm -hmm. the house. Um, and she's like, everything okay. And I'm like, yeah. Yep. I'm just pushing through it, you know? Um, and she's been supportive. She's been great. But, um, you know, I think that there's some things that I'm going to be changing moving forward to try and make sure that this doesn't happen, um, or at least happens far less, Okay, you know? Um, so I'd love to share some of my ideas with you. Please. If that's okay. Okay. So with my consultation process, um, I'm always refining it and I feel like I've gotten it to a really good spot to where, uh, most of the people that I hop onto like a formal consultation with something like an hour or longer, uh, most of them end up actually becoming a client. Right. Um, however, with that fall off, there's one thing that I that I never really did. I always said, okay, cool. They say, yep, we're in. And I'm like, awesome. So let's take that first step. And I'm like, cool. Let's get you on the schedule right now. Right. I always do that. We pick a date. And then after we get the date set in stone, I'm like, okay, awesome. Got that on the books. Super excited. As far as next steps go, I'm going to shoot you an onboarding email. It's going to have just a few very short forms for you to fill out and one very short agreement as well as payment info and, uh, and like a schedule for when everything's due, one of the forms, the agreement and the payments due. Mm -hmm. And they're like, sounds great. We're excited, blah, blah, blah. And then I let them go. Right. The change that I'm going to be making now is that I am going to 
require some some form of of payment when we're on the consultation. Mm-hmm. Some form of onboarding consultation thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a little uncomfortable because I don't want to feel like I'm like a salesy, pushy salesman or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm constantly like looking behind my shoulder and wondering if these people are going to actually be clients or not, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it can also be difficult on the client too. You know, maybe they don't have money in savings. And it's like, okay, like how are you going to work that out? You know, you can get creative with it. But what I've decided I'm going to do is I'm going to ask them, you know, if they, if they sign up for a full pay, then I'm going to say, can you pay now? You know, um, if they sign up for a payment plan for the, for the coaching, you know, like on like a monthly basis or something like that, then I'll probably just ask for the first month before we hop off the phone. And if they're unable to do that, then I might ask for like 10% or, you know, half of the first month or something like that, but Mm -hmm. just something so that they have skin in the game so that it's actually real, Yeah. you know? Um, and I've kind of, I kind of wrote down like. I don't know even know I don't even really know if this is like a a script I guess you could say um but it's just some thoughts that kind of came to my head and I wanted to write it down so I didn't lose it cuz I have a consultation tomorrow. Okay. So I don't want to lose it. <laughs> what are some so of those thoughts? I you know I'm going to go through everything and you know just like I said the the email the two forms one short agreement all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to say something along these lines of like And finally, with this decision, it isn't actually a real one until there is some sort of skin in the game financially. And I have found that it's actually a disservice to my clients with not asking for this because it allows them to, it it allows lies to creep into their head and they end up making emotional decisions to back out based off of some sort of fear that's buried within them. So your coaching has started now. And I'm here to help you stay accountable and to guide you in the best direction. So I'm asking for this this amount of money uh, as a deposit on coaching to acquire and, and in order to acquire the acquire the discounts that we talked about before because I do some sort of tier system. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just need that either right now or within 24 hours. But I would really love to push you to right now so that we can start making these decisions now. And start moving in the right direction that we want to be and make this official. That's something that I'm going to say, you know, and I'm still refining it. So that's not like the final thing, but something along those lines, you know, because it is, it is a disservice, Mm -hmm. you know, because like if someone really, really needs the coaching um, and they could truly have a, a life transformation from it, it's a disservice to not be that coach to hold them accountable and to push them in the right direction to be where they want to be and to give them those opportunities to back out and to start thinking about things and having lies creep in or, you know, just these emotional things that we all experience. We've all been there. Yeah. I've been there when I have extra time to think about it. Like I start thinking about all these reasons as to why I shouldn't do something, Mm-hmm. you know, so that's one solution that I'm going to be in, implying. And I don't know what you think about that, Maria, but 
I'm happy to hear what you think. This is the first time I'm talking to her about it, by the way. <laughs> and and I'm only I'm only being a little quiet because of the the lag that I know we're experiencing right now. So I don't want to talk over you. Um, so I really do like that. One of the things that I like a lot about it is that you are kind of you're giving them a heads up about what's what they're going to feel pretty soon. It's kind of similar to the buyer's remorse, you know, it, like, you know, you're going to have it. And so you, as the person who, who was seeing that you're like, okay, this is going to happen. FYI, it's normal. I, I really do like that part. I'm curious if you could repeat though, for me, the first line, it had something to do with, it's not really, there's not really skin in the game unless you've paid is that something along those lines. Could you repeat just that line for me, please? I said, um, finally, with this decision, it isn't actually a real decision until there's some sort of skin in the game financially. Okay, right there. And what ha and what I have found is that you know it's actually a disservice. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So so that part is probably one that I would tweak just a little bit. Uh, and I don't know if that's because of my own stuff going on in my head. You know, the the discomforts about all that. Uh, but I don't think it is. I think I would love to see that reframed in a more positive way. So rather than it just saying, you know, it's not really a decision until you've put some financial skin in the game, I might say that they've already made a decision because I, I realize how how hard, especially like if you've going back to the stages of change, if you've got somebody who's kind of contemplating and they're like, yes, I want to do this. And this has been one of those pieces that they're preparing themselves to take action. That is huge. And I want to make sure that that doesn't get disregarded as being no decision at all. Right. So if there's a way to say something mm -hmm. along the lines of, you know, you've already taken such a big step in making this decision for yourself, let's solidify that, you know, or let's prove that to yourself by putting some financial skin in the game. Something like that reframes it a little bit so that it doesn't discount what they've already done. Yeah. I'm literally typing this out right now. <laughs> so you all are witnessing you, our you guys own might little be session. Taking notes, but I am too. But I mean, how did that feel to hear so, it? It, I, I totally agree. Okay. You know, if it was something along the lines of this, you know, finally, uh, with this decision that you've made, it's time to take that exciting new step and prove that by getting some sort of financial skin in the game. Yeah. So that to me, it just as a consumer, even that feels more validating. I guess, you know, I mean, if I've just said yes mm -hmm. to you for a, a pretty hefty investment. I would, I would almost feel taken aback if you're like, yeah, the yes is good, but it doesn't mean anything until you actually hand me your card. Right. Uh, so that just, it, it does validate right. it for them. And it also empowers them, I think, to then take that next step and give you that card for whatever amount it is that you're asking for. Feel free to try it both ways because I might not be right about that, you know? Um, but I just wanted to at least offer that feedback today. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. It just, it feels better to me. And it also feels more on brand to me because like, you know, I, I, I'm a very positive person. At yes. least I would like to think so. Um, and yeah, I, I agree, you know, that, that approach is, it just feels more genuine. To yeah. Me. And I really so. like that term on brand. Cause I think you're right. I think that it felt weird to me to hear it from you. 
knowing what I've learned about your practice mm-hmm. and how you are with clients. And so, yeah, that it felt disingenuous. Uh, and I knew you didn't want to sound like a slimy salesperson uh, because you're not one. So yeah, hopefully a little tweak like that will, will make it feel better. I love, I can't wait to hear how it turns out when you actually try them out. I, I feel like it's going to be the game changer, Cool, you know, and that's something for, for the listeners to know too, is that like your processes, whether it be your consultation or your coaching or your marketing or whatever it is, it's constantly changing Yes, and you're constantly learning and there's constantly going to be things that don't work and you just need to tweak them and tweak them and tweak them and tweak them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like this, what I had been doing was working really well for a while, but then there was enough, there was enough times in a row that this happened to where I was like, this is now a problem and I need to figure this out. Great. Cause insight. I'm not going to let this eat me alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that whole part right there about, you know, it was working for a while, but then it didn't work enough times in a row. I think that's so important for us to realize, you know, that it's feedback. Everything we do is feedback. It's not failure. Right. And so if you are, if you're feeling in any way, like Cody was talking about at the beginning of this episode that, you know, you've tried something and you're just, you're not getting those results that you wanted. Don't, don't necessarily second guess yourself. First, start to tweak the process. Just do, you know, go and get more feedback over and over and over and figure out what is about the process that they are responding to or where do they turn off? Like, where do they just turn off the switch and stop listening to you? Because it might just be two or three words that you're using. You know, language is so important that sometimes we tell people what the answer is without even realizing we're doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Just with the words mm-hmm. that we're using. That's something I've learned the hard way too, is I, I've, I've realized that like, I need to be very intentional mm-hmm. with, with the words that I'm using. Um, because even like the ro- the right synonym could be like the best, the best friend for you. Right. But it could also be your worst enemy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's like, man. That's crazy. And that's kind of stressful. (laughs) Especially when you're trying to feed your family, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's just a little peek into my life. Um, And I know that there's other coaches that are dealing with the, the very same thing or possibly just something different. That's like, it's just hitting them. Yeah. You know, it's just hitting them hard. Yeah. And they it's tough. You know, um, have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Oh yeah. All the time. And and I have, because I've never really gone full time with my coaching in full transparency, it's always been just something that I've either done on the side or when I am able to do it, I've never, I mean, it's always been a priority for me to be a mom. And when I was finally willing and able to go more full time, I ended up having my youngest six years after, (laughs) after the one before that. And so, you know, there was always some sort of life that was thrown at me that would go, Oh, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Maybe this isn't what I, what I was meant to do. And yet I realized that I have to be the one to make the decision, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about the difference between complacency and, um, and contentment. And those can look so similar. But if we are like, if I always look at it is 
complacency is like, I'm, I'm just willing to stay where I am and that's, and I'm not willing to go after something more where contentment is I'm willing to go after something more, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to live where I am right now and reap all the benefits of being here today. And so the reason I bring that up is because when some of that stuff crosses my mind, like, you know, well, maybe this is a, a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing this anymore. Well, I don't know about that. You can still go chase your dreams, you know, and still go try to do that, that thing that you want to do, but don't forget to be in the moment with who's here right now. And so I've oftentimes been willing to hit pause on my coaching business so that I can be a mom, you know, to that newborn baby. And then I wait for that baby to be a year old before I'm willing to start looking at certain, you know, people watching her part-time. And then now she's three years old and I can have them watch her a little bit more full-time. So I think for me, Cody, part of it is just identifying what my priorities are and being okay with that and recognizing that where I am and where my coaching business is, it doesn't always have to be where everybody else's is. And, and that, that journey is just going to look different for me than it is someone else. I think another thing that was a huge game changer for me, and I'm going to encourage our listeners to hear this. When I realized that doing it by myself wasn't, wasn't bringing me the fulfillment that I was hoping for. That's when I reached out and started looking for partners. I started looking for uh, mentors. I started looking for, you know, other people that I could help build up because I realized very, very quickly that when you've got two or more individuals, the, the amount of impact that you can create is far greater than twice myself. Right. So just, I mean, just you and me, for example, the way that we are able to discuss different things and, and talk about some of these topics, you could present some really solid information about some of these topics. And I could present some really solid information, but the magic is where we're both being able to do that. And I really believe that the value that comes from that is far greater than twice what I would do or you would do by yourself. And so the same thing has gone with, you know, totally creating, you know, just different relationships with other coaches and being willing to go out to some of these other places and be like, what's working for you? What's not? And how can I be the yin to your yang? You know, um, that's been so, so important to me. And, and it's one of those things that helps me get rid of that imposter syndrome. Uh, and the other thing too, I realize that so many other people have that because if I am the ying and they're the yang, they're like, they think that they're not sufficient because they don't have the yang. I mean, the ying, right? And so it's, it's out there. So many of us feel this way and we just realize it's like, it's like being a married couple. You don't, opposites attract. There's a reason that opposites attract because you, if, if you didn't, if you were exactly the same, you wouldn't need each other. And so I think that we all need each other. Yeah. And I, I just, that was really an important lesson for me. Um, I, before we wrap up, yeah. I do want to go back if I could. I know you mentioned, Cody, that you, you're, you're tweaking the way that you close on consultations. And so you're going to the people who you already have consultations set up for. What about the listener who's kind of feeling all these sorts of feelings and they're not having the amount of consultations that they want? Where can they go, do you think, for some, like, to drum up some new business? Well, um, I'm a huge proponent of doing organic 
on uh, organic marketing mm-hmm. on social media. Okay. Um, just staying consistent with it, you know, doing some like value long form posts, doing some stories that are interactive with like the polls, um, you know, doing even like some like very shorter posts that are like, you know, they're almost like, I think they're called engagement posts, I think, or action posts, one of the two, to where it's like, you tell them like, Hey, I have this thing, or, you know, I have this, I have this answer to this thing. Do you want it? Mm -hmm. And then they like, can't, they like comment. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And then you reach out to them, you know, like there's, there's a lot of different things you can do, but that's one thing that I do. Um, I know there's a lot of other ways to do it. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, you can go to networking, uh, conferences, you can do a presentation at your local library and, you know, you can hit up, um, maybe some people, uh, that are realtors or whoever, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to get your message out. Yeah. And to drum up new business. Let me ask you this now. What is you, what do you see value in going back to old business? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some people that I had either like a conversation started with and not quite a a consultation or Mm -hmm. I've had a consultation with, and they ended up saying no. Okay. Um, that I've gone back to several months later, just checked in with them. Mm hmm. How you doing, man? Mm hmm. You know, been thinking about you. Yep. That kind of thing. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Because then we get on a call. Yes. And, and I think sometimes because now this is bringing this whole conversation full circle, right? So I think sometimes when somebody says no, whether we're asking them to be a beta client or we're asking them to actually pay us or, you know, they've shown interest on one of those engagement posts, but then they just kind of dropped off the face of the earth when we tried to actually engage them, whatever the case may be, if we are stuck in our heads that it's something we said, something we did, something we didn't say, something we didn't do, we might just kind of almost be embarrassed and not go back for fear of like, oh, like they're, they're going to remember me as that one who didn't say this thing that we did. Whereas if we realize that, you know, it probably had something to do with who they are or the stage that they were in or the circumstances surrounding their lives at that time, now we can go back six months from now and say, you know, I've been thinking about you, just like you said. Or if you see an article mm-hmm. that reminds you of that problem that they had, like, hey, I saw the solution and know you had that problem six months ago or three months ago. I thought of you. I wanted you to see this. Now you're providing value for that individual and, and you're going to be top of mind for them again. So if you're hearing this today and you don't have a list of people that you're like, yep, they're already on my calendar and I'm going to practice these little things and you don't necessarily, you've been trying to drum up new business, don't forget the value of some of that old business. And you know what? If you've been doing this for a long time, you might even consider going back to some of your previous clients, people who have paid you, people who have paid you, graduated, if you will, from your program and have gone on on their own. Because if you remember anything about those stages of change, you remember that that last one before maintenance is relapse. And so they might have fallen off the wagon and they might have you know reverted back to some old habits. And maybe it's only one or two old habits that they reverted back to. But if they're embarrassed about that, they're not going to come to you. 
But if you reach out to them and remind mm -hmm. them that, you know, 80% of the people who go through your program tend to go back to one, one of their bad habits and that you don't want that to be the thing that derails them, they might just reach back out to you and then re-engage. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So I would like to wrap up this, uh, this episode with a quote. Okay. Okay. So the quote comes from the great Stoic Epictetus. And basically what Epictetus says is that it's not what happens to you, but instead how you respond to it. Mm. That's been a really, really impactful quote um, that has been a huge part of my journey, especially lately. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you haven't picked up the Daily Stoic, it's a daily proverb uh, once a day. It's literally like half a page long, and uh, it's a great read. Um, it's a great way to just stay level, you know. Uh, and I think that that quote in particular is something that we need to remind ourselves of quite a bit, almost every day, to where it's, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it that matters. Yes. And just to add one small tale to that, one of the individual coaches that I've invested in taught me years ago, and I've absolutely loved it. It's very much along those same lines, is when you feel like something is happening to you, part of the way that you respond to that is ask, why is it happening for you? Rather than asking, why is it happening to you? And if you can find the yeah. lesson in whatever yeah, is happening, you're going to turn that into gratitude instead of you know self-loathing. And it's going to just make all the difference as to how you respond to it. So I love that quote, and, and it sounds like it probably this was probably a spinoff of that specific quote. So thank you for sharing that. It's a great place to end today. No problem. No problem. So thank you guys for listening. Um, friendly reminder to join our Facebook group if you haven't yet, New Money Habits Financial Coaches. Uh, it's a great place to, just, you know, vent if you need to, like we, like I just did for you guys live on the air. Um, and it's also a great place to connect and celebrate and all those other things. So yeah, find your um, yin. Join that group and <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. And we'll catch you guys next week. Sounds Thank great. you guys. Have a great week, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.